data really enables you to focus smartly on what is important to you in that moment to help grow your team, not just through people, but through systems and, and processes and automation. Welcome to Modern Business Operations, where we talk with leaders about how ops is adapting to our modern world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Modern Business Operations. I'm your host, Seth Colliner, and today I am with Ashlyn Donahue, who's the Director of Legal at Link Squares. And just to kind of kick things off, Ashlyn, why don't you just tell us a bit about your background and your current role and how you got there? So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I started straight out of law school wanting to negotiate technology contracts, and that is exactly what I did. I went to a large tech company and spent quite a bit of time negotiating tech contracts and got wooed by the idea of being part of the operations team and really understanding the business and what drove decisions from a contractual perspective and a process perspective. And that kind of changed the trajectory of my career, allowing me to navigate through a path where I have moved back into an in-house legal position now currently at LinkSquares as the director of legal, but have pulled forward my experiences and the skills I gained from that time in operations and wear a dual hat in my role today as the director of legal, supporting both our business teams from an in-house legal perspective, but also managing our internal legal operations as well. Great. And and I want to, as we begin the conversation, you know, point out uh, you're currently at a large company. You've been at some large companies. So, you know, a lot of what we're talking about today is going to be about scale. You know, it's interesting on this podcast, we talk to lots of different people in lots of different roles. You know, sometimes it's a, you know, a startup CEO when they have, you know, two employees or a hundred employees or something, but you're in the midst of some large organizations and that really colors your experience, which I'm excited to extract uh, that perspective. And so to start, I, I just want to have you explain your mindset around the role of legal ops or maybe even, you know, ops teams in general within organizations, just what you think that role really is. You know, I think the role is, to me, the glue for how you're going to help support your business as they grow in a scalable way using data to make actionable recommendations for moving forward, really, is what it comes down to. I have sat on very large operation teams supporting global contract processes and systems, and I've also been the first legal ops hire trying to figure out from scratch, like, what do I do? Like, where do I even start? And so I think it all comes down to understanding your organization's goals and objectives and thinking through how you can support the department that you are running operations for in helping to achieve those, whether it's connecting the dots within the department, right, within your legal team in the various functional practice areas or cross-functionally outside of legal. It's really enabling you to help identify areas of opportunity, whether that's through process changes, system changes, enablement for the business. There's a lot of different ways that you could go, but it all goes back to that core of what are the goals and do I have data that is going to show that I can help support getting towards achieving those goals. Yeah, well, and, you know, and again, you know, the data conversation is interesting because when you're a really small organization, data is great, but a lot of it is sort of maybe obvious or, you know, it's, the scale is so small that it's more just like a decision to make rather than a right or a wrong. And you can kind of go off of a hunch or you can have three people in a room and just put your heads together and kind of figure it out. You can't do that at scale. And so, you know, when you say you're you're big on using data to drive decision-making, so talk about that a bit. Like what metrics do you actually use? And also are they applicable only to legal or to other areas of the organization as well? 
Yeah. So I often ask other teams for data. If they come to me and they say, I'd like to do X, Y, or Z, or I think we should make this change in the process. I don't need quantifiable metrics that they've pulled from a system. I'm just going to ask them point blank. Okay. Explain a little bit how many times this is happening. Do you have any data? It can be just something that they have gotten feedback from folks on calls and they could say roughly five times or roughly 50 times. Like that's important to me as I think about where we're going to focus our priority in driving the business forward and, and allocating the time with the limited resources that you may have both within your team or outside of it. But from a legal team perspective, there's a few metrics that I really look at on a daily basis. One is service level agreements. So hot topic for a lot of legal teams. Some agree to them, some don't. If you have agreed to a committed timeframe, whether that's for a response to the business request or a turn of red lines once you've received them, tracking the metrics around, are you hitting that objective, really allows you to be able to report back to the teams. Yes, I am as a legal team doing what I said that I would be able to do. I'm supporting you and hitting this SLA. And if you're not, you can start to ask yourself some questions. Why not? Has our volume increased? Do we need more resources on the team? Can I create a standard template that I can enable the business with? It allows you to see things quicker just through that one metric. I also really love volume metrics. So from a contract perspective, what is the volume that is coming in? So net new requests coming to legal. What is the unique number of deals that we've worked on? How many deals have we approved for signature? Not all deals that legal works on end up getting signed. So like how much did we actually accomplish? And then what number actually signed in month that we worked on? And one of the newest uh, metrics that I'm starting to report on, which I'm really starting to get excited about, is what is the amount of revenue that is attributable to legal for that month, quarter, or year? So really looking at like, how are we actually helping the business from a revenue perspective? What is, what is that percentage? Which is a new metric for me to have access to in my current role. And I think it's really enabled us to have different conversations around the value impact of legal from a, a customer-facing sales perspective. But there's a lot more we do than just contract. We also work on projects, whether that's updating your terms of service, managing data subject access requests, in-house legal departments do a lot of work. And so starting to track what is that work? Are we spending the majority of our non-contract related time on marketing requests? Is it privacy related? Will help inform decisions around where you have opportunities to create new processes or systems, leverage systems for automation, or maybe I might need to hire someone else. And based on the volume, I think it should be someone who's really specialized in marketing or really specialized in privacy. So data enables you to have a different type of conversation. And those are some of the metrics that I think about from an in-house legal team perspective, really helping to elevate you and support your business. So it's really a quantitative and qualitative data conversation for you, which I think is interesting. The, the very first thing you said there about just kind of going to other teams and saying like, what what do you need help with? Like, what are your struggles? What are your goals? Like, you know, as a content writer, I've done that a fair amount. Like just going to the sales team and just say like, what are the questions you get on a regular basis? And you said, you know, maybe it's five times. And like, if you get this question five times, that means we should, you know, create a piece of content that serves to, to answer that question for you, right? So I think that's a, that's a great nuance to that answer that it's qualitative and quantitative. And going back to one thing you said, you also said that metrics can help you find opportunities for standardization. What do you mean by that? And can you give any examples of times that you've done that? Yeah, so I think when you're looking at metrics, let's stick on the contract side for a minute. You can start to see trends in your data. 
So I'm not only looking at the volume of what's coming in, but I'm looking at what is it? What type of requests? Are they NDAs? Are they terms of service? Is it vendor requests? What type of vendor requests? And if you start to distill information from those metrics, you can see outliers. I've been in positions over my career where all of a sudden you see miscellaneous just start to rise. And you're like, what is, what's going on here? What are all these miscellaneous requests? And you can take that data set, that subset and say, okay, what was it? Was this an advertising IO? Was this a service provider agreement? Was this some other type of contract that I didn't anticipate? And then ask, do we have a template for it? Could we have a template for it? What would make the most sense to help scale our team to support this increase in volume that is, you know, kind of blowing us out of the water this month? And is it a trend just for this month? Is it going to be repeated? And so you can do that, whether it, from a template perspective or even just saying, okay, we're getting a lot of requests to negotiate this type of agreement we didn't in the past. Have we recently made a change to the terms? Is that what's driving these requests for edit? It allows you to have different conversations and focus it on certain areas rather than just trying to boil the ocean with, we're getting swamped and I don't know where to focus to help us get out of this, you know, deluge of contract requests. Yeah, well, that's interesting. So really, you'll see something and then there are a bunch of questions to ask, right? Is that a sort of a fair estimation of that? And I like the idea that it's easy to become overwhelmed by the whole thing. But, you know, the skill is going in and, and drilling down and, and looking at a thing and asking a question to, you know, maybe there's an answer there. And when you talk about standardization, you know, are you talking about like, oh, we should have, you know, like a template document for this thing that keeps happening? Or do you move more like technological solutions? It could be a little bit of both, right? It might be a template that you can create and enable your business to use without legal engagement for certain types of contract requests, you know, unless it's getting negotiated. It could be, maybe I have an opportunity to automate something. I could, you know, enable some way for our system to automatically respond with the type of agreement that they need. Or perhaps it's just, there's an enablement piece that I need to create for my business to help support them to enable them to get over certain conversations without legal involvement. And what I mean by that is I'm looking at the requests that are coming into legal. I talked a little bit about template types. I'm also looking at the requester. If I'm seeing trends from certain sales teams, I might go have a conversation and say, hey, I'd love to understand, you know, a little bit more about this process on your side. It seems like it's coming up a lot. Is there something I could do to help you know, your team have a little more context on our, you know, position here or any content that I could create to help you answer this question without needing to come to legal every time. And those are the things that I think data allows you to see. Otherwise, you're just saying, sales is asking a lot of questions and I'm going and I'm asking the, the sales team and I might not be talking to the right folks. So to me, data really enables you to focus smartly on what is important to you in that moment to help grow your team not just through people, but through systems and, and processes and automation. This episode is brought to you by Tonkeen. Tonkeen's process experience platform seamlessly wraps around existing policies and systems, allowing internal service teams to do more with what they already have. Build process experiences that are personalized for each requester and use AI to automate the intake, triage, and resolution of every request. Maximize adoption, compliance, and efficiency with no change management and no code. Yeah, and have you found that there's a desire for self-service in a lot of cases? Because there's, there's always this tension, right, of like, I just had this conversation with somebody else in an episode about 
the tension between, you know, you want a light white glove, you know, for some clients, but also even those clients, they don't always want to talk to a lawyer every single time they need something, right? They want to be able to just go and do it quickly. They don't want to have to send an email or a chat or a phone call. So if you found that to be true as well, that there's a lot of a desire for some self-service and how that's kind of shaken out, especially in the last few years as more of these tasks seem to be able to be automated. I think so. And I think that this is something that has been, it's a more recent development, I think more prevalently, but it's something that I've seen for the better part of my career, this desire to think about low touch, no touch contracting and self-serve enablement opportunities for your business partners, whether that's providing them with a checklist on the vendor side to say, here are the things that I need you to look at before you even submit it to legal that they can head off of, whether it's the right company name in there, they have the right, you know, AR or accounts payable email address. There are things you can do to help reduce back and forth, which not only supports the legal team and the scale of the legal team, but also the business, right? They want to make sure that what they're sending to legal is ready for legal review. They don't want to spend the time going back and forth, having to go back to the counterparty and saying, hey, thanks for sending that over. I need you to make all these changes and then send it to legal. That could take a day or two. It's really about where you can create that deal velocity and supporting your business teams by enabling them through self-serve materials really helps increase that. Right. Reducing friction, right? There's this idea of like fuel versus friction in terms of getting things done. You know, it's like, does it need more fuel or does it need less friction? It seems like that's a case where less friction is great, like fewer days and all those the little things can be so irritating, right? It's like, oh, I need you to add three pieces of data into this document that you just forgot. Like now it's silly, right? It's like this should have been done. It's a simple thing, but it takes time and it takes communication and mental energy and, and all that. And so and the, the, some of that's sort of very human, right? And so I want to ask about that a little bit, about the, the, the leadership aspect of this whole thing. Some of it is, as you and I had talked earlier, about being intentional about hiring or growing a team, especially given the the low headcount that ops teams often have. And especially in the last, whatever, it's been a year or so where, especially in tech, there's been, you know, less hiring and then more layoffs. And there's just, the people aren't growing their teams necessarily uh, like they were, you know, a couple of years ago. So I, how do you approach that part of things? Even in terms of just like onboarding people and getting people up to speed quickly. Yeah, I think that it, this is going to be organizationally dependent. And I like to think of companies as a book. There are various chapters in each company's life. If you are a small startup with a team of four versus, you know, a large tech company with hundreds of attorneys and, you know, a very robust operations team, the approach that you have is going to be different. And it's going to change over the course of your career, particularly if you're starting in a startup and growing along with that company. And so it's being very authentic and intentional in the conversations you have as part of a hiring process about where you're at as a team. What are the goals and objectives of the company? How do the goals and objectives of the legal off department or the legal team tie into those for the next 18 months, let's call it, knowing that things can change. You always have to be adaptable and being upfront with where you're at from an onboarding process perspective. I have, you know, been in the position where I am hiring and having the conversation that said, we have never hired someone into this role. And so you are the first person and I am creating a playbook as we go. I will have something. But what I really want to be part of your 90-day plan is to tell me what you needed to do a better job in the first 90 days and get set up for success and help me fill this out for the next person. And I've been at the place where you've done that enough times that you're now at a point where you can send over a very robust onboarding document and plan and have someone up and running with 
you know, just a few meetings for the day-to-day core functions because they have a well-oiled playbook that details exactly what they need to do from intake of a request to, you know, completion, including positions on how to negotiate. And so it's an evolution. And I think that you will grow as an op team together and you have to remain flexible and adaptable. And I tell my teams that all the time, you know, whilst in times it's you're building out processes, you're building out playbooks, you end up creating some complexity. And so it's about creating that culture that your team understands that things are going to change. What we do today might not work for us as a company in the next chapter. And you need to be willing to unwind what we've done, find the simple out of that complex process and distill it for that next phase. And it's really getting that from the first moment that you hire them and having those conversations early. I think it changes the culture of the team and the way they're going to approach their work. It's interesting. It it strikes me as you're describing that and also going back to what you said earlier about going to other teams and asking, you know, what are the roadblocks? What are your needs? Like the word that comes to mind is empathy as a leader. And, you know, when I say empathy within an organization, I just mean like thinking what other people need, what are the problems other people are having, being able to put yourself in those positions in a way that enables you to go and you know, not necessarily meet an emotional need, but just meet a need, right? Like I need you to be onboarded and up to speed in 90 days. Let me put myself in your position for a minute and think about what you're going to need, you know, or like I need the sales team to operate more smoothly or whatever. Let me put myself in that position for a moment and go ask you like, wait, what are, what are the things that actually you're struggling with each day that I can go in and, and fix? Would you Do you think of it that way or do you think of it differently? I totally think of it that way. I think that, you know, you always have to seek to understand and come from a position of, I want to know what your goals are. This is going to help you not only identify how you want to create your priority list and what you're going to work on, but it's also going to allow you to you know, set it up in a way that is going to enable you for success. It it helps with change management. It helps with ensuring adoption. You know, if you really seek to understand and you get into the weeds with what your business teams care about, what is important for your legal ops team, the work that you do starts to align towards that. So there's less of rolling something out and saying, this actually doesn't work. It doesn't meet the needs. You know, we said we wanted to accomplish this, but you've you left off this whole other piece. It's really important. So it's all about having that deep understanding, asking the right questions and investing that time and knowing sometimes it's not going to work as you intended. And I have been in the position where it maybe worked for six months and the team comes back to you and says, I'm sorry, but this isn't functioning. We've grown. We've changed how we support our teams or the way that they're structured. And we need to rethink this. And having that level of culture built in where you're adaptable and really hearing the problem is going to enable you to pivot and meet their needs with where they're at then rather than just saying, wait, I just worked on this and I rolled it out. And so I think we should stick with it for another six months. And you you can't do that if you're not listening. Yeah. Well, another word that comes to mind is curiosity. Uh, Just being curious of like, what's coming next? And uh, is this still working? And like, just ask it, literally asking questions out loud that have to do with, with the organization and yeah, issues of change management is, are, is this still working? Is it still serving us or do you make a change? And speaking of curiosity, awkward transition. Well, I'm curious, what is the best advice you've received in your career? Always assume best intent. I think that, you know, there are going to be points in time where you are not going to see eye to eye, whether it's with someone on your team, an internal stakeholder or an external party. And if you assume that they are coming at the conversation with the best intent, it allows you to go into that listening mode, that seeking to understand mode, 
and keeps it on a more productive path than feeling like, wait, they're coming at me. They're not liking what I'm doing, making it personal. I think that really shifts the mindset of the conversations you're having. And it changes the dynamic. The best piece of advice I've ever gotten. And I definitely share that with everyone on my team. That's great. I love that one. And in closing, is there anything you want to promote or share about yourself or your company? And if people want to contact you, what is the best way to do that? Yeah. So I'll tell a little bit about Lifespers. I'm not sure if everyone listening is familiar. We are an enterprise legal management solution. We have a end-to-end contract legal lifecycle management component, as well as a project management solution, which I'm very excited about, which enables us to start to gather data which is my favorite thing about our product. Um, I'll share my top favorite things, if that's okay. Collecting data, both on the contract side and non-contract side, would be something that is key to me. We also have a compare feature in app, which I really love for those red lines that you get back to see what changes have been made really quickly and seamlessly. And the third thing I would say is our Word add-in. You can easily upload documents to our platform from Word. So I can be working where I want to work, which is Microsoft Word when I'm drafting, and interact with my sales team through that add-in, upload documents, and, and do what I need to do. And if folks are interested in learning more, they can reach out to LinkSquares on our website at linksquares.com or feel free to contact me on LinkedIn. Excellent. Ash Donahue, thank you so much for your time and insight today. We hope you have a good one. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Modern Business Operations. You can see the show notes and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode at tonkeen.com slash mbopod. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. And if you're interested in staying up to date on all things business operations, join the Tonkeen community at tonkeen.com slash community. 